Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. The try it anyway thing is one thing. If Colleen says I need to try it, like I'm there. My name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this is Amuse Bush back in the studio. Finally. Like, uh, we have the third member of our podcast trio with us today. That's right. Um, Colleen, thank Hi. you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It so feels excited. like this has been a long time coming. Yes. So I'm glad we finally have an excuse to make this happen. I Absolutely. feel like we wouldn't even have a podcast if it wasn't for Colleen. <laughs> I mean, it would certainly... we. She has passed out more than one of our business cards in my presence. That's um, right. At All the time, so. guys. <laughs> All the time. I gotta get. I gotta print more. I've literally like run out. Groupie or hype girl or like um, business manager, business manager, Ooh, business manager. Right. public relations, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Longtime friend of the podcast. That's so. right. Absolutely. Welcome to the stewed. Thank you. Yeah. How's well, it feel like to be in the chair? Yeah, it feels awesome. Um, like I was saying before we started, just having now the visual to go with yeah. my listening pleasure is really great. <laughs> is it better or worse than you expected? Oh, I, th- I know. Actually, I think it's better. Okay, cool. I so it's not I like actually the pictured wheel she expected. Yeah, I, I actually pictured it to be darker for some reason. Fair. And we do it at night. <laughs> We're just like, in a sound booth by That's ourselves. Right. There is yeah. a light on, so I there mean, is it's a not light. quite as dark as you'd right. expect. There's some plant life there on the wall. Yeah. Post a visual. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we've got quite the uh, the agenda for yeah. Colleen today. I just had to get Colleen on the podcast because Colleen has been like one of my sources for just like the food beat in Charlotte yeah. forever since I've moved here. And yeah. now it's been nine years that I've lived in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Colleen, how long have you lived here? Uh, since 2008. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. So it's been She's a hot like, minute. She's like, I don't do math, so <laughs> do correct. that yourself. That's correct. Those on the, who are listening, you can please email us and let us know how many years that was. One. I moved here two. in 2014. 2011 so, for me. There you go. Okay, yep. great. So Colleen has been here the longest. So I want to know a little bit, Colleen, just from your experience, because I consider you a foodie. Do you consider mm-hmm. yourself a foodie? Oh, 100%. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like, how has the scene in Charlotte changed over 2008 to now? 2022, for those who are listening. Yes. So definitely a lot of change, just I think because of the makeup of this city too, right? You get a lot of people that are coming from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the culinary school programs here. So yeah, I feel like there's sort of this revolving door of restaurants all of the time. Yeah. And while I guess you could say in some ways that could be a negative, I've always sort of thought it was a positive because there's something to look forward to, something new, Mm. something fresh. You know, I feel like especially in the last five to ten years, you know, the creativity Mm. has certainly gotten more more interesting. It's not just your you know, typical steakhouse. Outback steakhouse, right. Well, not even like, um, you know, from a chain perspective, but just the the typical, oh, a nice night out for dinner. Like, no, it's let's get a little creative now. Let's expand the palette. So I like that aspect of it. But I do have to say there are a couple um, rip, you know, got to rest in peace. Rest in peace to um, to pour one out for our friends here. One of my favorites was Zinc. Oh, you ever heard of I've that? never been to Zinc. Um, I remember Zinc. Yep, it was it's over been a long uh, time. where, don't tell me, it's where um, Booyah is now. Really? Isn't it? it? Yes. Bef- however, or Cowfish. However, that was an expansion location, the original uptown oh. in the Fifth Third building on North Tryon. Uh-huh. That was the place to be. That was the premier like brunch buffet spot. Got the it. prime rib carving station and anything that you want from a really good brunch. Like a cruise ship. Hell yeah. Uh, but better. It was great. <laughs> so I do miss that. And then more so than that, Wooden Vine. 
you yes, guys. Yes, I loved oh, Wooden Uptown. Vine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a recent. It was uh, a recent yeah. loss, wasn't it? COVID related yeah. sort of closure. Um, David, if you're listening by some miracle, you were amazing. Oh. Um, we helped the former owner with a real estate transaction back in the day. Nice. Love it. Um, but that, I mean, that was my place. So yeah. I was very sad to see that go. But Absolutely. like I said, I think that the revolving door, if you will, of things, new things always on the horizon is something that is a little exciting about our city. Right. Too. Like for better or worse, mm-hmm. right? This right. is, this is the new experience. There's always going to be something coming around. Yep. And there are still some mainstays, I think. And I know every time a fixture of the community closes, <laughs> crepe seller, <laughs> uh, well, uh, prices, you know, yeah. all of those, those places that people grew up in Charlotte soul. with or yeah, yeah, soul. soul leaving us soon, Yep, but to be Hopefully reborn to be somewhere. Reborn. I right. believe they will be back. So That's I'm not too that was like one of the first places that I went when I moved here and I was heartbroken to hear that mm-hmm. there and not just like because the food's amazing it is but the vibe in that space is so unique at the time it was the only vibe like that really I mean yeah. when I moved here again 2014 that was the first place I was recommended to go mm-hmm. and I didn't even go until 2022 I You're took welcome. For granted, right. Yes, I took for granted that and then regretted it. Oh, man. And so went with Colleen on our monthly Munch Fest. Oh, that's right. Had a great time. That was your first experience at yeah. Soul. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had a great time. And I've, and I've been back since to get there before they closed. Now, this is something that you've hinted at. The Munch Fest has a bit of a curse. So to catch everyone <laughs> okay. up, Colleen and Abby's monthly Munch Fest, you guys have an excuse to get together once a month, try a new place. You yep. guys post a review yep. on the social media. It's super fun for those of us watching. Um, but there has been a bit of a trend that has come out in the last few months where several places you have uh, patronized uh-huh. have fallen I by the way. Men, it's by the way, because um, <laughs> we do we do tend to take our partners with us. That's and, true. Uh, well, that's your it's fault. Probably their fault. It's if like, you need a sub at some point, tap those dudes that's out. Right. I'll stand She's in. I'm big enough to cover both of their plates. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, it's been like a 30% closure rate. It's pretty yeah. bad. We've got to work on this. Ladies. This is not great. Now, I feel like on one hand, it was like the first one that closed. We were like, yes, okay, that was terrible. You know, but well, these, a great experience. These, last, these last two kind of stung. So. They did. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope that. Only places that deserve a, a revitalization will be closing uh, henceforth. Yeah. But uh, I'm here for that. One last comment on Soul and, and Wooden Vine. Yeah. You know, again, I, my heart hurts because those were places back in my single days where yeah. they were what I would call a seal the deal restaurant. Like if a guy takes me there, forget about it. Like that is all right, Casey. Prime yeah, I'm date to scenario. Did Casey but, take you to one of those? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> You listening, Casey? You better be. Take no, notes. actually, our first date was at Roussan's, and okay. I am not a sushi person. That is true. That is true. But it, true. But it was fine. It was fine. I like Roussan's. Yeah. I haven't been there in a while. They have a tuna bomb that I love. Before the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I did enjoy Roussan's. That whole area has grown quite a bit, too. Mm-hmm. The um, New York Butcher, butcher Shop. Yes. So good. I like so it there. Good. Great charcuterie, great wine selection by mm-hmm. the glass even. That's now, how you know it's good. What has changed over there is that Franz Filling Station is now the burger location. The name escapes me. Oh. But it's still Fran and team, I believe. Oh, I yeah, the, the name escapes me as well. I'll look um, it up. You guys keep shouting. Yeah. I do actually kind of miss Fran's Filling Station yeah. from its heyday, but it did go down. So I think a new concept is probably And probably I think that's good, good for a lot of folks. I mean, I think this is what... The same, the team who who had Crepe Cellar, which I alluded to, you know, has pivoted to Ever Andalo and like Fat Cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
That's the burger joint. So, you know, same kind of thing where it's just like, who am I to say that you have to keep doing the same thing every day? Like if I'm bored at my job, I'm going to change jobs. So I respect that mm-hmm. fully. I fully think that, but you know, you, you should be fulfilled by your job. But do you think it's because they were bored or, I mean, we talk about the crepe sellers being like a fixture and obviously the Brussels sprouts were life changing. But when's the last time you went there? Well, I went like three times before they closed. That's fair. To be fair. But like before they announced that. Yeah, I think it was taken for granted for sure. It's taken for granted. And I think they're probably seeing, especially with that family owning so many newer places that are seeing that kind of new traffic, that maybe they just aren't seeing the business case for keeping it anymore. So it may not be, it could be some of those things. Well, Colleen, please tell me what they told you about their top seller. So... Crepe seller, of course, when I would go, right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting crepes. But apparently their burger was their top the seller. Was and good. that was kind of part of the problem for them. They didn't want to be known as the burger place. Yeah. And it was funny because that last night that we went there, um, they made that comment. And I thought, I'm like, I've never had your burger. Like, I would not come here to get your burger. Right. Never and then I the started burger. watching the kitchen and every other plate, yeah. like, there's another burger. There's another burger. I'll be so honest. I, like, right. I ordered a crepe one time and I never ordered another one. Everything else on the menu. You did was not stellar. have the crepe Suzette. I had a crepe Suzette, oh. but it like once, and I was I was okay with it. I'm not a huge like dessert person when I mm. go out anyway, but like the Queen City Must be nice. or the, <laughs> the Queen City crepe, whatever the the main was one main one was on the menu. I had once, but it was sort of like fine. But everything else on the menu, and maybe that was part of the issue is that the identity of the place itself was was being taken in an organic direction yeah. that they just didn't really have control over anymore. I think mm-hmm. that feels like the root, you know, from the outside yeah. looking in for sure. But again, like you but don't have to be bored. Brussels sprouts, I, the Brussels sprouts were my jam. Mm. I also the love the mac and cheese. Pesto, beef, oh. pesto fries were my jam. They had good flatbreads too, I think. I mean, it's solid. They, you know, they had a really good special, which was a like a lamb crepe. Ugh. It was mm. like a Cuban, but with lamb. And oh, it was shit. outrageous. Jacob yeah, ordered it. Good. It was fantastic. Mm. Anyway... <sighs> we'll get over it eventually. yeah we'll get over it alright well you know we've talked a lot about Charlotte and how it's changed since you've been mm-hmm. here but recently you kind of broadened your horizons and did something that you've been talking about for literally years mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the road trip you just went on yes so I had the wonderful opportunity to take my dear sweet mother on a 42-day cross-country mother-daughter road trip. Literally the sweetest woman in the world. We are shouting it out right now. Yes, I am so lucky to have the mom that I have. And, you know, not to get too heavy on the podcast, but we lost my dad in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it was a very easy promise for me to make. But I did promise him, like, that I would take care of mom and that, you know, I got it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know that gave him a lot of peace at the end. So my mom, to know my mom, she's just someone who is always all about taking care of other people. She doesn't have a lot of wants and needs. I hate to say she has a small life, but you know, she just, she just doesn't like need or want all these things for herself. Mm. And, um, and she's afraid of flying and I have siblings scattered all around the country and she has all these grandkids she never gets to see. And you Mm. know, at the pandemic, it was hard to lose dad and then kind of go through that. So, um, I, I had thought for years, like, Oh, I really want to take her on a cross country road trip. So we finally made it happen. Cause you know, in life you can, you can make a million excuses to Mm. put it off, but it was time I needed it. It was great for her. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, to be able to see her reaction to all of these things, big and lo- and small, you know, just her reaction was like, oh, 
you know, we get to Mount Rushmore and she's of course crying because she cries oh, every God. day. And she's just like, I never thought I would see this in my life. You know, I see things on TV and I just never imagined yeah. I could stand here and see it. So that whole experience was just, you know, just as re- rewarding for me yeah. as it was for my mom. Um, but us being who we are, food was a very yeah. heavy I mean, it was theme so, in our trip. So much so that Colleen created her own Instagram account specifically for the lunches that they were going to be having. Hashtag lunch on the road with mom. That's yeah. right. And to this know, is a Food Network show. To like, know, I believe exactly, it. 100%. To know Colleen is to know that Everything is going to be planned, and <laughs> even the even the spontaneous things feel like they, yeah, even the spontaneous things feel like they were meant to be. Yeah. And it's just amazing to just like be around Colleen because like you feel really safe and taken care of. And also, if you're interested in a mortgage, like go to Colleen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so how many states did you even go to in, yeah, well, on so this forty two days? Started here, I imagine, in yep. Charlotte, and then what was the final destination? Charlotte, Charlotte. <laughs> well, okay, cool. What was what was point B? Um, so point B was Nashville. Okay, cool. And then and then on the way back, Waynesville was our last stop before returning. Okay, Waynesville, cool. North Carolina. So let me rephrase this. What was the yeah. furthest What's destination? What's the furthest you went, which would oh. be? Um, so my oldest sister lives in a place called Port Townsend, Washington, which is oh. like a couple hours north of Seattle. Great so place for whale watching, BT does. Pretty much Canada, almost. Okay. Um, you can, see you can literally see it. Yeah. So way so up in the So when we all need region. to escape... Correct. Mm-hmm. That's where we go. That's it. So we hop on the, the whale watching tour and we just keep going to Handmaid's yep. Tale destination. That's right. Fun fact, an officer and a gentleman, the movie was filmed oh, there. Great so. movie. Oh, neat. Great movie. All right. So that's a long way to drive, yeah. first and foremost. And I'll admit, when you first told me about this whole thing, I was like, oh my God, someone's going to get murdered. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, even if you have a mother that you enjoy that's a long time. And so this is why I believe that like your mom is just a, a saint, oh, she's a special best. woman. But regardless, that's a long, that's a long way to tough it out with one person that you enjoy their company. Yep. But I feel like I hit the mom jackpot. I totally agree with that. And and I think that you also, again, like broke up the day with these lunches. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. such a smart way to be like, all right, half the day travel on the road. Mm-hmm. Then you break out. You explore the place that you are. You have lunch in that location. And then you get back on the road and hit your nighttime destination. Yes. This itinerary I'm just extremely proud of. And probably need to package and monetize this in yeah. some kind of situation. Because it really it really was a perfect flow of like enough you know enough distance but not too much stress with the drive you know awesome. i really i really built it well um and, and took my time with it i mean i i planned this for over a year you yeah. know um but i've done all that hard work and research so if someone wants to do the same kind of thing it's all ready to go for them. All right. We'll with links and all. <laughs> we'll take care of that. You're our business manager. We'll be your with business manager. With a subscription fee. That's right. Yeah. We'll insert we'll the later. number here. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. If you think or know you had COVID-19, you can be around others after 10 days since symptoms first appeared. And after 24 hours with no fever, without fever-reducing medication, and after other symptoms have improved. If you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you had no symptoms, you can be around others 10 days after you got tested for COVID-19. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. 
All right. So Nashville, stop one. Yeah. yeah we so talk Nashville, about stop one. Um, so we stayed at um, a hotel called the 21C, which is actually one of my favorite hotel brands. It's a museum mm. hotel. Have you had you been there before this trip? Not there, but I've stayed at a couple in some other cities. Cool. There's, um, I think, maybe like eight or ten of them around the country, and um, they're just super unique, and they're actually all privately owned by a guy, and all of the artwork in all of the galleries is his personal collection. Whoa. That's amazing. I think he's one of the Kentucky whiskey guys. Uh, I forget which one. He's but, got um, wealth. Uh, yes. Sounds that way. Um, so anyway, one thing that's always kind of a theme, they, they take historic buildings and turn them into these beautiful boutique hotels and they always have a really great restaurant. Mm. So, um, what I was going to do here on our segment is kind of just tell you the, the best piece of food in each state. Yeah. Love that. So for Tennessee, Nashville actually is, is that one. Um, and the restaurant is called Gray and Dudley. Ooh. And um, it, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that much about Nashville other than the country music thing sure. going into it. And we were there on a Sunday, and it was a ghost town. Yeah. And yeah, apparently everybody comes in Thursday, and by oh, Sunday they leave. So there was <laughs> with no their one, shame. Yeah. <laughs> there was no one eating dinner at this restaurant with us, and it was not only was it gorgeous, but. I mean, they were slinging some high quality ingredients and I was really sad for them. Like, why is no one else here to experience this? But the, the menu item. So in, in my years of eating, dining, and also working in restaurants, um, I feel like I'm at this point in my life where you need to surprise me for me to be really into it. Am I going to appreciate, oh, great burger, this, that, whatever. Yeah. But I kind of need something new and fresh right now. And this dish that I had there was that. Um, It sounds really simple. It was a charred baby carrots. But it was... Jen is grimacing the most wonderful grimace. I'm trying to listen (laughs) and not gag. I'm excited. Are you not a carrot person? She's not. You haven't had them right. She's not a root veg gal, I'm really not. I like a potato, but beyond that... But I'm look. Anyway, I'm all about I'm, the I'm carrots, taking notes so. from my team here, and I would have tried it anyway. Tried it anyway, excellent. But no, not promises. like any carrot situation that I've ever had before. So carrot situation and prep team name I call it. That's right. Yep. Thank you. Um. So rainbow carrots. First off, okay. that sounds simple, but that really makes a big difference. Um. So rainbow carrots with a whipped feta. Okay. Golden raisins, mm. pistachio <laughs> crumbles, and the freshest mint. Okay. That you can imagine it's served seeing, it's cold. Rem- seeing it, it come reminds together. me of a dish that I get at Haberdish locally. Oh yeah, which is the, it is rainbow carrots mm. and it's got like a minty sauce with it. Now they're served warm, but it's got like that mint flavor, so I can mm-hmm. see where that comes from. Yeah. And I love the idea of adding the additional texture with the pistachio crumble. That yep. sounds fantastic yep. to me. And then I love the feta. The whip feta. Oh, the whip feta was perfection. But also, I think this. I was actually taken aback at first when I realized it was served cold, and then I and then it all kind of came together. The flavors were all um, much more prominent Mm. by not being kind of diluted with heat. If that makes sense, fresh, fresh and bright, and perfect texture too. Like not not too hard, not mushy, just just right. Right, we're trying that. We're definitely going to try that. I can't promise that. I mean, it's I mean, I Nashville. Can, I can yeah. promise it. It's not that I far. will come. Abby and I will eat the majority of it, and we'll just have you make a bite. That's it. A just bite. a little bitty bite. I'll have a little bite, and then I'll... It's a no thank you bite. That's what so we I, grew up with in my household. You just had to try it. Literally it. made her take a no thank you bite in Savannah, where we just were on a carrot. So... Oh, there you go. Oh, I did. I did you try did. the carrot. You did. I didn't like it. I know. <laughs> 
The rest of it was great. It was. <laughs> what was that carrot on? I don't even know. It remember. was on the green bean casserole situation with like shallots oh, that were yeah. creamed. Creamed. Was it creamed leeks? Creamed leeks. So good. Mm, those were good. Anyway, back Sorry. to Colleen. We digress. <laughs> so, so that's Nashville. <laughs> yep. Awesome. So Tennessee is taken care of. So yep. where did you head to next? So um, we were supposed to make our way through Indiana, but we had a little bit of a situation and Uh-oh. I needed to head on to Illinois, which was our next sleeping destination. Were you like on the run from the cops or? I had a little allergic reaction type situation oh, going on. So no. I had to go to um, the urgent care. It's uh, it's all okay. We're still, in, we're still investigating. Are you allergic to carrots? No, it was just not saying, after that just meal. Just saying. No, it was not after that meal. Um, but but anyway, this was actually a situation where we did, you know, the itinerary changed. Something mm-hmm. spontaneous had to happen. We Bye-bye. had to go to the urgent care. But as luck would have it, this urgent care in Springfield, Illinois, the home of Lincoln, happened to have a beautiful historic cafe right next to it that I, I came to find out was along the um, the Underground Railway, oh, like wow. railroad. Yeah. And um, someone in the town we, we spoke to who grew up there said that um, when they were a child, they were there on the property of this cafe and there's like a barn in the back and they um, <laughs> were playing around and they fell through the floor. And that's how they discovered <gasps> wow. that it was part of the Underground Railroad situation. Wow. So Yeah. So beautiful old historic mansion turned cafe. Love it. And when, I mean, when I walked in there and looked at that, pastry cabinet oh. so my best um food for the state of illinois would definitely be their tiramisu oh. oh wait hold on where does it rank against my tiramisu it can be better i allow yeah. it honesty is the best policy colleen well i don't want to say it's better because it's just a little bit different okay well tell us what's different it's about it. i have a very different. traditional tiramisu yeah. so let's talk and, about and it i love your tiramisu that's right the, don't forget it i really liked the texture of this one um there was just something about it not being too silky creamy to mm. where it's like, like sometimes the lady fingers like disintegrate. That's right. If yeah. you put too much coffee mush. on them, they're just mushy. Yeah. I just did that with Jacob's birthday tiramisu. Whoops, sorry, did you babe. Mess it up. I did. You get a do over. The um the cocoa powder dusting situation was just like on point with that. Yeah. Um, they do you o- like more like fully covered or like spackled? Yeah. No, no, no. I, okay. I want a I full want sheet. Yeah, yeah, I like some cocoa up in there. it needs it. It's so rich. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that bitterness. Really cuts it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, something about the texture, like, and I, I kind of would describe it almost like there was a grit to it that was like a good grit mm. to it. Almost um, like there are coffee grounds, like playing yeah, around. Yeah, like I'm a huge coffee fan, yes. so that sort of feeds into that. They had espresso beans on top of it. I love oh, an yes. espresso bean. Mm. Um, and it, it just, the, all I can say is the texture was perfect. And then for how stressful that day was, that really made a nice impression sure. too. And I love that tiramisu is like a, it feels lighter than it should. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, like you it's can really heavy. do damage with that. How <laughs> about y'all will go it's for so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that oh. was a fun surprise. Yeah, so the pl- oh, I'm sorry. The cafe is called Incredibly Delicious. Oh, good. I mean, it's it's clearly right lives up to name. its name. Yeah. Incredibly Delicious. That's fantastic. I mean, I literally would have eaten every single thing in that case if it was not socially unacceptable. <laughs> I mean, you had a medical emergency, so That's you right. had every excuse every to excuse. treat yourself. And you had a trip that you needed to just go behind It was the beginning of the trip, and we didn't want to gain too much weight. That's right. <laughs> I just waddle up to Mount Rushmore. Uh, um, yeah. so, so that was Illinois. So, so where did you go next? state's next? So our next um, state was Iowa. Mm-hmm. My my the second child or okay, my sister, not my oldest sister, but the one closest in age to me. Her and her family live in Iowa, and I will say 
Iowa's, you know, not that exciting. Iowa. But, oh, but it's like you'd expect. <laughs> it's like you'd expect. The windmills are beautiful. The lack of traffic is refreshing. Um, but it's not necessarily a culinary destination. Yeah. However, Colleen has a gift. Yes, she, does. True. she does. I have, a, have gift. a way of finding places in the middle of nowhere. And this was an excellent example of that. So in Salone, Iowa, mm. tiny, tiny little town with one little main street mm. that's that's being generous, call, even calling it Main Street. Yeah. They have this brewery called Big Grove. Um, and the food that they're slinging out of this place is is top-notch wow. quality. Tell us, tell us, what are they serving? So they have, you know, a baker on site. And whenever I go to a brewery, I have to have the pretzel and beer cheese. Like, yeah. I judge every brewery that has a food scene, like, by that. And their pretzel was so ridiculous like we were laughing like oh my god the tech it was just the right size um but the kind of pillowiness mm. in the dough like enough bite where you know you don't want it to be too right, soft it's a right? little too. but it was just pillowy is a great way to describe mm. it and and buttery and just melt in your mouth What's the salt good situation salt. yeah you know I'm not too much good, you know not too balance. much like yeah it was perfectly balanced the cheese had that nice zing from the beer and the you know the right thickness it yeah. wasn't too yeah, thin it can it, hold up to the you pencil. know wasn't too thick where it all can you know gets solid in a minute like Floppy. it was just perfect but also the house smoked pastrami shut oh, up was to die for now i think i just saw you eat a pastrami. You absolutely did. Okay, cool. Is this like a thing? Are you like a pastrami I, girl? It's like a recent a, thing, though. In the last couple of years, I've really developed a pastrami and corned beef dependency. Like, I, I <laughs> yeah. have to have it on somewhat of a I honestly basis. think it really started when we went to a pop-up at Free Range mm-hmm. um, where Meshugana, oh, shout out sure. to Rob Clement, yeah, yeah. Uh, had his incredible pastrami. And, and just, I don't want to put that down, but this pastrami. Okay. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> Rob. Words, listen. Look. It was just different. I just, I'd never had a pastrami. The way that they smoke it, um, I don't know what they smoke it on. I should have asked that. I was in, I was in that like giggly food (laughs) high, um, how are you guys this amazing in the middle of nowhere kind of like frame of mind that (laughs) I I almost got up and like hugged the waitress. Like (laughs) you guys have no idea what you're doing right now. But the the house smoked pastrami, yeah, mom and I laughed our way through sharing that sandwich. And then also the salad that we got. You don't go to a brewery and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the salad. No, but we not got, at all. I kept trying to have greens in the trip, smart, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, the trip. And, oh, man. I mean, just every piece of that was as fresh as humanly possible. They probably had a garden in the back that I just didn't wow. even notice. But, I mean, they were putting some really top-notch quality stuff out in okay. the absolute middle of nowhere. And it just, it totally Hidden blew my gem. mind. Right, oh, and the Iowa. beer was amazing, too. It was one of the best Excellent. breweries for beer that I had gone to on the whole Tell trip. Tell us the name one more time. Big Grove. Big Grove in Iowa. Yeah, so this was their Salone um, brew pub. I think they also have a location in Cedar Rapids. Good to know. I love that idea. Okay. All right. Moving on from Iowa. Iowa. Goodbye. It's in the rearview mirror. What's next? Next is South Dakota. South South Dakota. Dakota. Starting to get some topography now. Right, yeah. (laughs) So uh, shout out to my wonderful brother, John. Um, He is the one who recommended the place that I went to in South Dakota, which was in um, Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. And it's a little place called Bread and Circus. Major name props, by the way. That's fancy. It's in their 
little downtown area, like a really cool, funky building, very cool staff. Like everybody, you know, was showing up with some personality, which is uh, sometimes nice. hard to find. Yeah, in South and, Dakota. And uh, yeah, we had a Vietnamese fried chicken sandwich. Oh. With the banh mi pickles, cilantro aioli, brioche, like just yeah, all we can put your aioli the on the side. I was just gonna say, put that aioli. It on the side wasn't and I'll heavy give it a with dip. the cilantro. Okay, um, I feel like an aioli might brighten it up for you. I'm all about that. There was another, it's already bright enough. That's the problem. Right, it's too right. bright. No, it wasn't. Maybe it'll mute it. Darken. For you. The other, you know, Vietnamese type flavors kind of mask that to like me. It wasn't like forward in your face. Cilantro. I would, I will, mm. you know, the try it anyway thing is one thing. If Colleen says I need to try it, like I'm there. Oh, yeah. I'm done. So absolutely. Yeah. One of the I'll better. cilantro. Yeah. Don't worry about absolutely. it. Absolutely. The other thing that was really interesting, they had like the best iced tea I've ever had in my life. It was an Earl Grey creme. With Ooh. like six pints of vodka. And it was perfect. No, nope, no vodka, no, no sugar. Uh, my mom, like my mom's a big tea person, but she doesn't like anything sweet. So she likes unsweetened tea yes. and they had it. And it Dirty was this little gray creme. Like, no, it was. <laughs> I believe I that. I believe gray. That's if you combine. Genuine. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Can't miss. Uh, that's not, yeah. Oh, cool. All right. South Dakota, South Dakota listening to you. And then you not went to, you me. went to Mount Rushmore and everyone cried mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. a great time. Aww. Excellent. That's Love so that. sweet. Yes. Mom. So what's, what's your mom's it? name? What can we call her? Linda. 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 Okay, cool. Miss Linda. Miss Linda. <laughs> so where do is we she go? like? I hate being called Miss Linda. Never. Uh, no. What does she no, want? No. Like your friends to call her? Like no, Linda. Linda's yeah, Linda. Good? Okay, cool. Actually, you know what? If I'm being honest Mama with Linda? you, she wants everyone to call her mom. It's I'll true. Call her I mom. call her mom. Yeah. I'll call her mom. Yeah. Yeah. She shy. really does. Will she make casseroles for me to put in my freezer? Hundred percent. I did share. Can you please share the story of while <laughs> yeah. you were on this road trip? What did what did wonderful here. Linda do for your husband <laughs> to make sure he would never want for anything? So. You know, he's gotten spoiled over the last nine years of me doing all of the cooking. So me going away for 42 days, like, you know, that's a big life adjustment for him. Like, he, what's he going to do? Just have cereal, you know? Um, so my my sweet mother literally made him all kinds of meals ahead of time and froze them. She's really um, savvy so really with the freezer. Nice. Um, so she, and, you know, we have our house in Charlotte, but we also have a cabin. He was going to be, you know, spending some time up there too. So she, she literally made all these meals with instructions of exactly when to de- you know, thaw them, uh, how to cook them. And she had it broken down for meals at home, meals at the cabin. And she did separate like cooler drops with all of the things. And she did them all in, she like, you know, did them all in these smaller portions. Yeah. Cause obviously like a whole casserole. Because you is will lot. be alone for yeah. 42 days. So like she figured all of this, all the measurements out to like, just make it, you know, just the right thing for him. So what was his review sweet. upon return? Like, oh, he loved, these I, he are all the greatest it. tips. I mean, of course I said to him, like, I don't want you to get too comfortable with me being gone. Right. But, um, it, everything was great. I mean, it all, he did it perfectly. You know, her instructions were great. She knows what she's doing. She does. Love it. Yep. It's true. Well every, done, Every Linda. party, Linda's bringing something and it's always going to be good. Linda may or may not have catered the girls' cabin weekend that's approaching. <gasps> oh, jeez. <laughs> My mom's retired. She, you know. She wants to take care of I don't want her to be bored. That's true. So, you know, I, I contract her to do a lot of little things. I love it. I fully <laughs> I like support it. it. Okay. Thanks, Mom. All right. From South, South Dakota. Dakota. Yes. So next was Montana, which is where my brother um, recently moved a couple years ago, Bozeman, Montana. Um, Although, so it was hard because he really wined and dined us. And there's a million things I could tell you that were the best. But if I'm really being true to myself, the best thing I had in Montana was on my way to see him in Billings. Okay. All right. Um, So we stopped at a place called the Burger Dive, which was featured on diners, dives, and Mm drive-ins at some point in time. 
And holy hell, I love a burger. Okay, Okay. I love a burger, and I like all different kinds of burgers for different reasons. This burger was absolutely next level, and they have won some competitions. I want to say the most recent was 2016. How they don't win every year actually blows my mind. All right, you got to tell us, like, what's the situation? Like, what is this burger? Um, so the the burger that we actually, mom and I got two different ones and split them because you know smart. smart. Yep. Um, but the one that we walked away with that was our favorite, the title of it is I'm Your Huckleberry. Oh, cute. Now, let me first say that huckleberries are very prevalent in Montana mm-hmm. and it was not something I had really been exposed to. And I was obsessed. Okay. <laughs> Everything so I could get my Ice cream, like lotion, yeah. um, candles, the jam, anything I could get my hands on that was huckleberry. So it all started with this. Um, so the description of I'm Your Huckleberry it's it has Brad's new Huckleberry Hatch chili barbecue Fuck sauce. Yeah. I'm gonna say that again. Yeah, Brad's new Huckleberry Hatch chili barbecue sauce and bacon. Okay, and the best goat cheese oh. that you could imagine. Oh. Arugula and a roasted red pepper mayo. Man. Were you were you intrigued at the moment you saw this on the menu? Yep. Or okay, so it wasn't even a recommendation. I looked it up ahead of time because like, that's how I do. Yes. And as soon as I saw that, I said, "Oh, we're having that." Okay. Well, what did what did Linda have? Um, do we remember? Hers was it had a date and like a Coke barbecue sauce mm. situation going on, oh. and 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 gar and a garlic. So Ooh. it had like the sweetness, but it had this like garlic um, depth to it, aioli, mm, yeah. and like ro- real whole pieces of roasted garlic and everything too. Yum. It was great. You guys had we- great breath by the end of the sun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have to roll the windows down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Power in numbers. Um, but again, we both walked away of like, oh, that goat cheese one. You know, yeah. I just. Next level. No, that's like arugula on a burger too. I love that. It Mm -hmm. really brings back from the unctuousness of like the burger itself. The fattiness there is going to be a lot. So So it's like tomato, lettuce, onion kind of deal. But I feel like in a lot of cases, it's just like, oh, there's a vegetable on it. But arugula again. It's all about the. I need you to surprise me now in my life, and that was definitely one of them. I cannot compare that to anything that I've had. And also, by the way, for any listeners that are um, interested, I have some really epic photos of yeah. all yes. of these things I'm describing. We'll so. share the hashtag yeah. or the uh, the handle. Yes. The yeah. folks I'll share go, all of those with you. Look. Awesome. Now, now, hold on. We can't leave Montana without you telling about, even though it's not your favorite thing in Montana, I, I was just so impressed by this entire experience that you had with a chef. Oh, yeah. So tell me about this. I don't want to say anything else. I want you to just kind of, you know, this is and, cool. And, you know, of course, now that I'm on the spot, I'm going to forget the poor guy's name. So we I can Google terrible. it. We can edit. Um, but, yeah, my bro- I'm telling you, my brother really showed us a great time. So our first night there, um, there's a really sweet kitchen store in the town, and they have um, an upper story that has a full kitchen up there, and they do, you know, cooking demonstrations yeah. and things like that. So he got us, and it's like kind of a pop-up thing. And they, um, so they, he got us tickets to see this. And this guy came in and um, he's an American, but he spent the majority of his adult life abroad, um, specifically in um, Thailand. He spent a lot of time in Thailand. And, um, you know, I'm not an expert on Thai cooking by any means. So just getting to not only watch him make stuff for us, but listen to his story and, 
you know, how he described about certain ingredients and all of these things. Like it was really, really interesting. And it was a very small, intimate venue. And yeah, he made, you know, four or five different things that he got to enjoy. They were all fabulous. I also walked away with all of the recipes and tips on the ingredients. Nice. So yeah, yeah we're definitely we're all doing three of us I make gonna do that. from scratch, like traditional. How have I never had that? It's been a while. What about lop? Have you had this lop stuff? This is, she know? raved about this the night she had it. She it's raved like a about meat it. Salad, a Thai meat salad. Oh. You had me at meat salad. Yeah, and it's it's super refreshing. Although there was definitely a cilantro thing going on, but you'll get over yeah. it. I'll work around um, it. That's hard to. <laughs> I can work around it. Throw you some Thai basil. There's a and lot stuff. of culture. That I've been able to find things I love yeah. and I can kind of accommodate around. It's just kind of like moving it to the side a little bit. Is it like a, it's like a, there's vegetables in it or is it yeah. just, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, there's uh, some kind of citrus, of course, like I don't, Lime I don't have it something. all on me right now to tell yeah. you, but. Was it Jarrett Risley? Yes, thank you. Great. Ris- Risley. Risley. Jarrett Risley. Risley. Okay. Super yeah. cool dude. So he's, um, apparently he's working on opening a restaurant there in Bozeman. Um, when the pan, he owned some really high profile restaurants, including an Italian restaurant in Thailand, believe it or not. In Thailand. Um, Yes. In Thailand. How is that any different than going to an awesome Italian restaurant in Mexico? Like you just did. Absolutely fair. Love it. I'm just surprised. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected that. Yep. Um, so of course COVID happened and the restaurant shut down and you know, he had, he had worked so hard to build these things and you know, had to let it go. And, um, he took some time off with his family and they, um, they came back to the U S and lived in an RV and went around the the country for a while sort so of cool. figuring out where they were going to land which fun fact that's actually my brother's story and how my brother landed there is that he lived in a van and they traveled around that's how my folks ended up in Denver so yeah. I totally get it um so yeah he fell in love with Bozeman and um and there's actually you know a re- there's a really great food movement and the whole farm to table fresh yeah. you know all of that stuff As is there should be. just great the climate is really cool. I mean, there's snow, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Hashtag um, deal with it. So yeah, he's, uh, so he's doing these kind of like pop-up things right now. And, um, yeah, hopefully in the next year or so he'll open his restaurant there. But, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to get really close and personal. And he also came out with a cookbook, um, that talks about the Italian ventures that he did with his business partner. And not only did, I get one of the cookbooks, but he autographed it oh, with a nice, nice like custom note. I love really that. Sweet. I haven't had time to read it because it's not just recipes. There's like the whole yeah. story of their time when they lived in Italy and how they created this thing. Um, so I will, I will read it one of these days. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was a really yeah, fun, right. I cannot wait, unique experience. Right, Montana. Montana. I'm so glad. Yes, a fun story. exactly. I couldn't let you leave Montana without talking. The whole time Colleen is on this trip, I am missing her right it's been it was very difficult to be like i can't talk to her she's probably driving (laughs) (laughs) but it was just so fun to follow along and then you know i knew something was really impressive when i would get a text about it and this is one Mm -hmm. of those ones and i was just like i was like dude i wish you were here (laughs) (laughs) okay so montana yep um so our next stop was idaho um and it was Utah. yeah no you don't know anyway we're we're 12 uh, digress so favorite food item in Idaho is actually kind of funny. So I've been giving my brother a lot of props. But um, when we went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, beautiful, beautiful area, he that was a place that he really loved on his trip. Yeah. And he was telling me, oh, you got to go here. You got to go there. And I'm looking him up and I'm just like, meh. And I saw this, this pizza joint and I'm like, oh, I just really, you know, I tried to be mindful of 
keeping the diversity of what we were eating going, you know, not kind of having the same type of thing all the time. And at this point in the trip, it was like time for some pizza. Yeah. Solid. Always time for pizza. Always time. Yeah. Just the reviews were great. It looked, it looked really awesome. And oh, wow. Am I glad that I went to that pizza. He tried, oh, you can have pizza anywhere. Don't go there. Blah, blah, blah. Well, when pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza (laughs) anytime. Well, this pizza. I'll do the jingle. I'll do it. I will do. (laughs) Me. Now, this pizza is like some of the better pizza I've had in a long time. Um, you know, they had like, you know, your fancy kind of brick oven situation going yeah. on. But a lot of brick oven places, um, it's a little too thin. There's not yeah. enough dough going on. A little wilty. It's a little crackery. Uh, I don't even know how to describe the dough. It was different from any one that I've had. It was, it, it, it wasn't too doughy, but it was definitely like the amount of dough that I wanted to like feel it sort of, you know, folding in my yeah. mouth. Um, we had the margarita, just a classic, like light, nice pizza, and just everything about it was perfect. The sauce was super sweet in like a great way, and the mo- fresh mozzarella was yeah. not. Did too they make thick. it in house? Do you know? Oh yeah, they oh. make it in house. Yeah. Yes. Um, it took like a long time, and it was totally worth the wait. Um, that's the best kind of place where it's just like this better live up to the freaking hype because I have been sitting here and honestly I went in there kind of like not expecting to be wowed but just feeling like this is just this is where I want to go yeah um and yeah we we were we were blown away like it's fantastic we had every bite of it um and again what was the name of that place fire artisan pizza fire artisan pizza casual joint but quality Quality output. One of the best kind of places. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you, you can eat pizza anytime. All right. Anyway, we just had to get that out. I'm so sorry. All right. Pizza in the morning. Sorry. Anyway, we, we can't do it anymore. They've already oh, sent the cease and desist letter. Um, so, so we are now. We've just talked about Idaho. Yep. And you we're making our way uh, all the way out there to the Pacific Northwest. Now we're getting we into my stomping grounds. Yeah. I love the Pacific Northwest. That's where my family lives. Aren't you from Texas? Oh, didn't you know I'm from Texas? But my oh, you family. just wait till we get to Texas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thank goodness she stayed we're on the north good. side. You went the other way home. <laughs> I told her to Damn avoid it. the places I lived. Anyway. So we're in Washington yes. State. So we're in Washington. So up where my sister lives in Port Townsend, um, there's a ferry you can take to a little place called Whidbey Island. Ooh. And, um, you know, in my previous visit, I had not had the opportunity to go there. And I am so glad that I did. You know, you get out to a region like that. And of course, you know, seafood is top of yes. mind. And I love a mussel. Yeah. And that place is a mussel mecca. They have a mussel fest every what? year. Well, we're going. Going to Mussel Fest. To there. Tell me, will you spell the name of the island? Yeah, Whidbey. W H I D B E Y. Thank you. The Whidbey. specific I want to town. Look yeah. The specific town is called Coopville. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, the mussels, you guys. Yeah, I, I was in tears. I was so happy. Like, mm. it was just, you know how. Are they s- just like pure unadulterated? Like, yeah. how did you eat these mussels? Now, the place we went to, the Front Street Grill, which, by the way, I got these to go. That's a long story, not for this podcast as to why, but getting mussels to go yeah. doesn't sound it like the greatest like idea. It feels like a risk. It yeah. really feels like a risk. Well, let me tell you, the Front Street Grill clearly knows what they're doing because the package situation was so on point. Like, they, they knew exactly what they were doing to not like diminish my experience so they actually have like 
six or seven different kinds of muscles like because that's Mm -hmm. literally like what this town is known for and I decided to go classic um, with the Pen Cove white wine mussels and it's just every like everything you could have wanted the broth was perfection the the amount like the size of the meat on the mussels like stop it you know the the garlicky toasty Mm -hmm. bread they give you with it to dip in it stop I'm so hungry bunch of thyme in there and oh I I just it was absolutely every you know how you just sometimes you just really want something and sometimes you think about it and you think about it and then it doesn't live up to expectations this exceeded expectations well okay so what makes this even more impressive to me is the fact that you didn't even get the experience and the ambiance of the place either it was that you took it away with you and it was still incredible I will say when it comes to ambiance we were doing a little picnic with my sister that lives out there and her Mm -hmm. um, daughters and we were at a park that was by the water and the tree canopy was really beautiful so well the ambiance was killer then it was actually really looking at this place on a map it's like uh, it's like a third of the way from Seattle to Vancouver, yep. right across the water from Victoria, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. next to Mount Olympus. Like, yep. uh, this is like a beautiful, I can see it now, and mm-hmm. I want to go to there. I have a special place in my heart for shellfish in Washington State also, because when I was a kid and we would go up to visit family, we would go clam digging mm-hmm. in the water. And so my mom actually just recently with her husband went in their camper back to that same place that we used to go. And it's just like a fun thing to just be like, seafood in in Washington State is just like a huge thing for me especially and we used to go up to a place called Shrimp Shack Mm. um, up in not not Scrimp Shack (laughs) don't be deceived by that but Shrimp Shack um, up in Bellingham Washington was like our jam so they are no longer there RIP but again like seafood is just such a huge thing there and it's just strong memory so I'm so glad that you got to have one of those experiences too oh yeah it was it was perfect We were having so much fun talking to Colleen about her road trip that we couldn't possibly fit it all into one episode. So look forward to part two coming soon on Amused Boosh. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com